So friends, 2024 is going to be the year of sales. This is when all of us, whether you're a service provider, a business owner, regardless of your industry, sales are going to be the focus and your sales software should not hold you back. If you're with me on the focus on sales this year, then I want you to look at HubSpot's Sales Hub. This is going to be your CRM that's going to equip you to do your very best work, just like you're sitting in the pilot seat with easy to use and powerful controls. That's the entire magic of HubSpot Sales Hub. This new sales hub is designed to help you win quarter over quarter. It's got an intuitive prospecting workspace and AI-powered tools that are going to reduce your workload. Managing leads is a lot less like manual labor, and we are all about optimization. That's what you're going to get with HubSpot. If you're with me to close more deals in 2024, then let's get on track. Let's get a head start in Q1. Learn about HubSpot Sales Hub at hubspot.com slash sales. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. We have a VIP today. We have a very important person joining us on the podcast who's here to tell you about her journey as uh, being a part of the DOO certification. And if you have been questioning, if you are ready for the certification, then I would encourage you to take some action right now. Our waitlist is open. And so we're accepting applications. You can head on over to directorofops.com and take a deeper look. But we're on the conversation of DOOs today. And I've got a, like I said, a VIP, but someone who recently came through our, I guess it's not so recent. I guess it depends how you define recent. (laughs) But we have a student who has come through the certification last year, got to meet her in person in April. And so she joined us after that. And who is this person? This person is Stephanie Markward, and she is the founder and the CEO of Continuous Synergy LLC. And this is a consulting firm that works with service-based business owners who want to expand and grow their business in government contracting by creating and executing a strategic plan as a fractional COO. She partners with the CEO in team management and accountability. Everybody needs that. (laughs) Systems and processes, arguably we need that as much and resource planning. So all of these very important items that she is going to lead the leader in, this is going to allow the leader and the owner to focus on the area of the business that they love most, to feel less stressed and to meet their business goals. That's exactly what people want, Stephanie, and that's why we are (laughs) so employable. So thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you, Natalie, for that introduction. Thanks for having me. I want to add a little bit because I had seen a couple more items in your bio, and I think that they're really, really important. 
Number one, it looks like you are a part or you have been a part of the EOS system. And so I want to ask a few questions about that as we go forward. You've got some, you know, significant background in project focused op support, org designs, which we love, and then some PMO implementation. And I also want to highlight you as being certified in Lean Six Sigma. This is something that I did a while back as well. It's certainly not a requirement, but it was, you know, a great learning opportunity for me. And I bet if you and I, you know, sat around and talked, this would be something that, you know, not only do we have in common, but it's been helpful in our journey as being, you know, in the operational space. Some very cool things. She's got a bachelor's degree from Dickinson College, a master's from Johns Hopkins University, and an executive leadership certificate from Cornell. I I could not just like act like you're just anybody <laughs> out there. I had to I had to give you the credit that you deserve for putting the hard work in in these certificates and diplomas. So anyway, we are so excited that you joined us, and we're just going to have an organic conversation today about what it was like coming through the certification, why you chose the certification and all that jazz. So welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Natalie. And thank you again. I mean, honestly, yes, I have a variety of different degrees and backgrounds, but I really always like to continue to learn and broaden my experience and expertise. Yeah, I think that that's something that's so common for all of us operators. And we never kind of I feel like we're never satiated when it comes to learning. There's always a new discipline or maybe a new industry that we want to look at. And speaking of one of the things that I've been personally interested in for a while is this government contracting that you have an expertise in. So before, you know, we kind of dive in, I would just kind of, you know, like to piggyback off of the bio that I just read and learn a little bit about what government contracting looks like for you and and how operations shows up in that space for you. Yeah, definitely. So before I jumped and started my business, I was a CEO for government contracting business, federal government contracting. So when we say government contract, there's definitely different levels of government. So that's the first thing. So I bring a background from federal, but really you can apply it to the other levels as well. And, you know, I just love it. There's a lot of nuances and compliance regulations in terms of government contracting. So that's why I say it's expertise, but it is running a business and operations is is a key component to just growing your business and getting a solid foundation in place. Yeah. You know, when you mentioned the the regulations and kind of the legal part of, you know, working in the government for the government, you know, constructing systems in partnership with them, it may seem like to the outside, like, oh my goodness, there's so much red tape, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that I have found in my short experience in supporting government contracts was the proof (laughs) that operators are really, really needed because when you're working with entities such as this, there's a lot of system process, systems and processes that you have to have because there's lots of hands in all of this. Would you agree? Yes, I totally would agree. I mean, you're working with big enterprise systems and larger teams. So operations is definitely key. Yeah. And I also found like there was not just like one, we'll just talk about technology here, but in the the group that I was working with, there was lots of different technology that I had never heard about, right? Like some of this was very, very specific to their industry. So it really proved to me, and, and when I was 
quote unquote, growing up in corporate, they would tell me like, if you're a project manager, you can manage any kind of project. You know, I would try to make that false all the time. Like, no, I don't know (laughs) technology and I can't, you know, stand up a new, a new vendor. And I can't do this because I don't know technology. And I had leaders and mentors and teams all around me who would be like, no, like the science of project management is the same regardless of what you're doing. And I felt the same way when we're talking about, you know, this government contracting piece. It's just, you know, it doesn't really matter what you're supporting. They're looking for a skill set to keep those projects running because they highly leverage subject matter experts. That that was my experience. Yes, exactly. They definitely have subject matter experts. They also realize that industry is maybe a step ahead of where they are. And so they want to learn from what industry knows and bring that into the government space. So there are a lot of times a little bit behind in the technology and innovation practices going on in the regular industry commercial space. And so they want to bring those experts in to help sort of transition the government into some newer practices, if you will. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Something else that I know that you have helped them with is really from the strategic operational place, right? So bringing, I mean, that's why you've got the consultancy and contractors are oftentimes looking for that that specialization that, you know, exactly what it is, just that that really that subject matter expertise in that one particular area of operations or even deeper than that. And so I love that you have, you know, taken all of this knowledge and training experience diplomas and kind of wrap this up into to giving you the ability to be a consultant for this, right? So hopefully that has led you, or I'll ask you the question, as a consultant, have you had a lot of opportunities where you were not in the implementation piece or were you still included in that implementation? Yeah, no, as a consultant, I focus on that strategy team management side of of the engagement, because like you said, usually I'm working with the small businesses that are trying to work with the government. So, hey, how are you going to go about based on what your services are now to do that translation to get that government contract? What do you need to have in place? What are the compliance components? All of the pieces that go with running the business, but also the marketing and, hey, there's a big proposal and you have to break down the RFP and, you know, There's a lot of moving parts is what I have to say with government contracting. And I think a lot of times small businesses are a little bit afraid of the government lingo and acronyms too as well. So they, I'm sort of feel like I'm a guide and help them with that. Okay, here's our plan for you. This is how you translate your services into that space. Yeah, what a cool, like, area of expertise that you're able to bring in because it's super advantageous for companies to, you know, if they're looking at working with the government, this is a really, really cool service. So congrats on all that you have set up. I I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you've got all of this behind you. What made you look at the certification program? Oh, yeah. So Natalie, I so honored to be here again, just because I got introduced to you by someone recommending this podcast to me. And so it was through sort of the podcast and then getting, I think, maybe in the Facebook group or something that then um, you were offering the conference last year, the Growth Getters Conference in San Antonio. And so I was just like, I got to take advantage. I love the pieces and nuggets of information that you're providing on the podcast. 
So then going to the conference, I was like, this would be a great way to learn even further what's going on within your community of operators, you know. And so it was after that that I was like, this is such great information. I mean, really, that I got to have a piece of, you know, what you were teaching and the knowledge sharing among the different operators that were there as well in the community that I was like, I definitely need to look at the DOO program. And I will say there was two pieces. One was the strategic mapping, right? Because I was like, I even as the business owner, I hadn't really gone into the assessment. I was sort of just going into the fractional sort of engagement of a COO or retainer engagement. And I really liked that piece of the assessment to do that. And then also... That, you know, like you said, I've done the Lean Six Sigma or some other certification, which is more about possibly the framework or actually doing it. Whereas I felt the DOO program, what the perspective you brought was as a business owner, how are you providing operational services? How are you incorporating that as a service to the community you're serving to your ideal client? So I hadn't seen that before. And that was like, oh, I really could use this to help me in my business. I love that the HubSpot Podcast Network has brought more and more shows to my attention. One of those that I want to share with you today is the Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture, which is also hosted by the HubSpot Podcast Network. This is a husband and wife team, Al and Leanne Elliott, and they are genius with bringing both theory and practice to help business owners simplify consumer psychology. So yes, there's some science here, but there's a lot of practical information that our high-level operators just like you are really going to enjoy. One episode that I just dove into and listened to, I actually took notes on this, was the human-centric approach to business growth. That's an episode back from August, and it was really, really good. It's all about designing businesses around people rather than the work. As ops leaders leading teams and people, we know how important it is for work to be meaningful and rewarding, and I loved their thoughts on a human-centric approach. So if you like this kind of content like I do, then you should listen to Truth, Lies, and Workplace Culture wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing all of that. You know, that's that's one of the biggest pieces for us because there's a lot of places that you can get, you know, ongoing or continuous learning and development in the particular disciplines, right? Like you can go deeper into yeah. project management. Actually, speaking of Lean Six Sigma, we probably, I'm making a, a an assumption here, but we probably both have some certificates or you know, extensive training in the methodology of project management. And as I was making that jump from corporate into leading other small businesses, it's like all of the structure that I had learned in those, you know, those training programs. I mean, it wasn't for not. So I can't say that they were just like not, you know, helpful or good, but it was the practicality of it. It was like, okay, that this is like theory, like six, like yes. lean six to yes. me feels very theoretical. And it's like, okay, wait, when you take that theory and you apply it to corporate, I've always felt like there was like a stretch there and you had to have the right dynamics. You had to have the right leadership to actually implement that stuff. But the journey or the gap 
between Lean Six Sigma, which I'm just picking on right now, and small business and really like micro and nano sized businesses, it's actually not even applicable. Like it doesn't even stand up. So when I was making this leap, initially, I thought, oh, I'll lean on all this training I already have. And then when I started to get my own, you know, feet wet and started working with clients, it was like, oh, wait, that's like way too theoretical. It requires a structure and a foundation that just doesn't exist yet in small business. And so what does it really look like? Like, let's start talking about the tactical and tangible pieces of setting and laying a strong foundation so that businesses can reach the point, if that's what they want, so that they can, you know, grow to reach a point where that kind of theory is is actually helpful. So thank you for yes. I didn't expect to go into all of that, but that was very much my mindset when I was making that leap was like, oh man, all this. I highly value the experience I had in gathering those things, but it's just not, even inside of corporate, sometimes it wasn't applicable. Like I remember thinking like, oh goodness, I can't run my projects just like this, just like, right. Because there's so many, I mean, you know, projects are just always, they're so dynamic and different stakeholders and, you know, all the things that go along with that. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's the theory and then there's the reality. (laughs) of actually mm-hmm. running the business yeah. or running the project, like you said. So when just talking about that, like EOS, I think that they have also done a pretty good job about seeing business in a, you know, I would say just a little bit more of a more human, you know, a more human view of what actually has to get done to lay that foundation. So, you know, we've got some people here in our audience or in our community that are familiar with EOS. And sometimes we even get questions on, hey, how do you compare the EOS, you know, I know that they have a couple of different things, but their trainings or their their framework to what you teach. And I was recently asked this and I thought, you know what? They're almost more supportive <laughs> of one another than like, they really don't sit in the same space, in my opinion. So I'd love to hear from you kind of compare and contrast or, you know, share what you know about the two and and what whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, sure, sure. So yeah, I got introduced by reading the book Traction to EOS when I was COO and I self-implemented that system and I loved it because really I had just organically been doing operations, I guess, and I didn't have that framework. So I'll say it is a business operation framework to run your business. And a lot of it's based on accountability and sort of a cadence of you know, checking in on, on the goals and, and rocks. And so it's a little, to me, it's very, very high level of running the business. And I still use it. Like you said, I do think it's complementary to the DOO certification because the DOO certification really just gets a lot into more like just how to help with the HR, how to do the operations framework, KPIs. It gives another tool for me to use, I feel like when I'm working with a business, okay, so they do have a scorecard sort of KPIs, but then they have a framework of how they brainstorm those KPIs. Whereas I also like that there's a sort of a way to think of the objectives and goals and then the measures and who's doing it. Like I I like the process as well, you know, that there's two different ways to go about and depending honestly on the company, you know, they might need more of a framework than, hey, let's sort of brainstorm some ways you're getting your KPIs and a little bit. And I felt like it just added a little bit more examples and tools that I can use within EOS if I am using EOS. 
but I don't have to, depending on what the company is doing as well. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. My high level understanding, and I have read Traction and I love that book. Like I remember Mm -hmm. I was in corporate at the time that it came out and I felt like, man, these are my people. Like these people think like me because we're so structured, right? Like myself, you, our community, we're, we're really structured. And so having the framework, having like those systems and the need for it to me was really important. You know, copying and pasting those in every business is just never going to work. But I think that there's always something really cool and good and valuable to glean from all trainings, mine included, right? Mine, you're not going to comprehensively take every single thing that I teach and put it inside of a business. And so we are always going to lean on our, you know, we're going to lean on you know, the information, the training, the experiences that we have had and combine them all to make your own very special thing. And and I'm a big proponent of that. I, I have a theory inside of the DOO that we are not going to copy and paste and I'm not going to put you inside of the same box that I would have created for myself because all of us are going to work with different companies. We have different backgrounds, experiences, educations. And it's important to me that you get to set this up your way Because the only way we actually take action is if you believe yourself and you have confidence. And so if I'm trying to make you a carbon copy of me, there's going to be some some blocks there that take you out of that action space, which in your case, as someone who's who is building a business and already has a great business to lean on, you know, you got to this earlier, but it's important to take this discipline of information or all of the information from the different disciplines and then think about how does Stephanie want to add this? to her business and and how does this these learnings you know along with all the other stuff that you have pull together to make Stephanie's unique package because let's face it you're going to learn and you're going to pick up new frameworks and all of this stuff but the only way it really works is if you take what's important to you what you're passionate about and then you're even going to add in your own IP i mean you've got years and decades of experience that you're able to to add in conjunction with all the other trainings that you have. So thank you for yes. for that discussion on the EOS piece. I, I think it's really important. I think it's a great tool that you have. And I think it's good to to just mention that it for you is the system. And then the DOO certification sounds like it was more discipline focused and could have you connect the dots. For me, I think it connects that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think it connects the dots from the high level foundation to like the roots, right? To the to yes. the actual tactical plan. Yes. And then from just also, just from my background, I hadn't been much in HR. So I really like the HR module too. So that was a little bit, I mean, yes, interviewing, you have to interview like, a, but I wasn't involved and I looked at the onboarding process. That wasn't something I had been very much involved in. So like, Definitely, I like that there's all these different areas of the business you cover. So it's hard to be in everything, even if you have the operations background. So it's nice to get a little more training and background in some of the areas where I wasn't quite exposed to as much, if you will, in my experience. You mentioned the strategic mapping and being kind of interested and curious about that when you came in. Have you been able to apply that with your clients and? prospects and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really love to do it. I like to start out the engagements that way. I like that it can be standalone that, hey, you just need some help here. You don't, you know, to develop a strategy and find out where some 
areas you need to focus on moving forward are, and they can take that to their team or they can say, yeah, okay, help us, you know, with this and continue to work with us on it. I like that it's a nice introduction to a working relationship with a business. Yeah, that's a good reminder. I love that, especially in my early days when I was just bringing it, I really didn't know I had anything special at this point, but I was working with businesses who were either solopreneurs or had a team of implementers just to get the things done, right? So the leader was the visionary, the strategist, the manager, and all of that. So it was a super, super, super lean team, yet they needed the structure and they needed the support from someone else because really being responsible for all of that yourself is very heavy. And in those small team situations where resources are are thin and margins are thin, you know, investing in somebody long-term or recurring or or as a retainer just didn't make sense. It was nice to kind of, for both of us, to come in, deliver a, a really powerful, helpful service. And then, you know, for us to stay in a relationship, a lot of times in my case, I felt like they would come back in, you know, three to six months, depending on how much their business had changed or spun out of control, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we could reassess and we always had that foundation to jump from. So, yes. I'm glad to see that that has has worked out for you as well. What are other highlights or key points that you enjoyed from your time in the certification? Yeah, I mean, really, I would say it was great having a nice accountability partner, like someone to meet with and ask questions and just the support that you provided throughout that certification, right? So there was one-on-ones you could have. You also, we did queer, you know, group support meetings where it was unrecorded. So everybody could just bring their issues or questions or, you know, even, you know, successes Mm -hmm. together to share. And so I really like that space as well, because I think that peer learning is wonderful to just listen to someone else's question that you maybe haven't thought of yet, but they're maybe thinking of it. And it makes you start thinking about like, okay, let let me see how that's going to apply to myself and my business, in my case, the business. But You know, I think there was just many aspects of support throughout that really made it enjoyable. And honestly, you know, I was, I always get concerned with certifications. Can I finish it in time or going to keep up? You know, cause you know, you have a lot of other obligations, but it was just manageable and nice sort of flow to the program of releasing the modules and the calls as well. Yeah. People always want, you know, we always get the question of, could you just give us all the content so we can go through it on our own? And I get the feeling of like, I want to control my pace, (laughs) but we know, and we've done this almost 500 times now where it's like, if I gave you all of this content, you would stall. So we, we do, you're right. We drift this out. We have support along the way so that everybody is on the, and it also helps with the conversation, right? Like if we're, we kind of put a bubble or a dome over if we're talking about project management. Everyone's talking about project management. We're not kind of, you know, going back and forth over all these different disciplines. So <laughs> there's always, yes. <laughs> there's a reason we set it up this way. And I'm glad that that was valuable because most of the time everybody comes back and says, oh yes, I'm so glad you didn't give us all the content because, you know, life happens. And as they say, life, lives, And, you know, before you know it, you're either uninterested, pulled away, or, you know, life has brought you another, another elephant to take a bite out of. <laughs> so yeah, I agree. It was really well laid out. <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. Well, we're so happy 
that you gave us all of this time and, you know, went through the certification methodically, graduated on time with us, met all the requirements and were successful in the milestones, which we put together to just ensure that people continue to move along. And we have, I mean, we're all goals people, speaking of rocks and goals, you know, we're people who like to know what does success look like? That's one of the number one questions that we hear. What does, what does a successful student look like? What does their journey look like? Speaking of journey, do you have any reflections on how your business has changed from, you know, I guess in the last nine months or so since you joined us? Yeah, I mean, I think that you definitely made me think about the frameworks and like you even were saying, like what is unique to what I offer. And I, this was another thing like you just mentioned earlier that you weren't like, we, you have to do it exactly this way you know, change it how you want to and make it your own and make it to your strengths or, you know, that sort of thing. And so I think in that nine months, so that's what I was constantly, you know, sort of thinking like, how do I add this to what I'm doing? How does this enhance what I'm providing and makes sort of the client experience even better? And, you know, I think that was a lot of the thinking. So it really made me think like, how is someone entering my business? you know, what's their first sort of encounter with me doing strategic mapping, maybe, and then moving into something else, right? And so it made me think about that in my business a little more than I really had previously. And it made me also all those modules, I was like, okay, do I want to add that? Or how would I add it? Or, oh, I can add it if I need to, you know, like, so there was just different ways to incorporate. And I did find out that I love the organizational design aspect. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that, actually. And I was like, it's so much fun to do that. And so I've done that more often as well since being in certification and realized, oh, this can be a service. Like, I wouldn't have really thought about that on my own to say, oh, this is actually something I can offer multiple times to businesses because it's something that's really needed. And because I like strategy and sort of that forward thinking, it really is something I truly enjoy, which I wouldn't have known if I hadn't gone through this certification, you know, so I really like that. I feel like we hear that quite a bit. And and by the way, I surprised myself with org design, like I was doing org design whenever I was hiring, but it was just like, it was my process of like how I finally determined who we should hire. And it's just what I was organically going through. I didn't know that it was, you know, special, unique or anything like that. But we've heard that from a lot of people, whether you know, they have it as a standalone service or they have it as a part of their hiring package. I mean, there's lots of different ways to do this, but we try to have every single module have a standalone service if this is something that you want to do, right? I mean, we may go through KPIs and people are like, yep, I'm going to leave that to a specialist. I don't want to do that. Or, you know, you have people who are looking at this very, you know, from a generalist viewpoint, which was always my best work came from, Mm -hmm. you know, holistically leading operations. And so that's how we derived the, you know, the curriculum that we have. But most people today are picking the pieces that work best for them, right? So whether they want to do it, you know, use those as from a specialist, you know, viewpoint, or if they want to combine, you know, three out of the five, whatever it may be. So I'm very happy to hear that, you know, your business has been enhanced by the Mm -hmm. The intellectual property that's that's shared here. And then, you know, I can't wrap this up without saying that by working with you guys, it helps me to to see business 
from another perspective, from another place. And just today talking about the government contracting thing, like my mind is going in all these places with the ways that operators and the potential, the volume of work that exists in that space. And so if you're listening to this, I can promise you that the opportunities that exist, regardless of the economy, regardless of your interest in you know, retainer or project or being a full-time employee, like the world of operations is required for all business. I have been saying this quite a bit lately, but there's so much talk about the fanciness and the newness of technology impacting business. And yes, that is all true. And there's a lot of it. And there's certainly, I mean, we are, you know, beyond the digital age and we're getting, you know, like, of obviously artificial intelligence is now like layering on top of this digital space. But the reality is business comes back to human beings all the time. It comes back. I mean, businesses are led by visionaries. Visionaries are not robots and visionaries cannot be a piece of software, right? So they're human beings and those human beings need other human beings to bring their, you know, ideas to fruition, to build scale and sustainability and Yes, we're going to partner in, especially as operators. We probably, I know I love technology, daunting as it may be. It's fun to kind of dabble in it and to see how it can complement what we do, but it's never going to replace us, right? It's not going to replace an operator. Can it replace other parts of the business? Can it help us? Yes. Like we just did something internally where we were looking at a bunch of data and we used AI to look at this data and tell us what the themes were. Like it made it like a three minute exercise versus days and days and days of myself and another teammate, you know, sitting around looking at this data. So of course it can compliment us, but you know, I, I'm reminded every single time I have real conversations with you, you know, the people who come through the certification of the impact that we have on businesses, how we never go out of style, how we're always needed and the amount of creativity and structure, which those things can be combined, which seems wild because, yes. yeah, but, but you, especially with, you know, a Colby like yours, you know, someone who really loves strategy and, and thrives and does very well in strategy, that creativity being able to be a powerful source inside of businesses is something that never goes away. So that is Natalie's a one minute, I should say five minute reflection. But Stephanie, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I'm just, again, very grateful that you took the time to come through, that you trusted us in this piece. And, you know, I want to recognize that you already had a really solid foundation when you came here and also very honored that you would choose, you know, an organization like us to help you continue to make a greater, deeper footprint in you know, your goals and visions for for your business as you, quote unquote, grow up in business. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a great program. Thank you, dear. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.